Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. Hello, dear friends. I want to start immediately with a question to you. Are you in love? Do you know what it means to be in love? Have you ever been in love? And another question is, do you know what it means to be lovesick? Yeah, some people, they are lovesick. They are yearning, longing to be with their loved one. But maybe because they work overseas, they haven't seen their loved one for a long time. I must think of all those Filipino workers that I met around the world, and they are working in some nation to provide for their family, but some of them haven't been home for such a long time, and they are lovesick. Yes, they want to be with their loved ones so much, but it's just financially not possible. And so, of course, these days, yeah, we have the internet that you can video call and you can call and email and send messages, WhatsApp, etc., etc. I remember those early days when I went to the mission field. All that some time ago, you didn't have cell phones, you didn't have internet. Oh, you think I'm an ancient man right now, but I'm not that old. Those technologies, they went very quickly in the last years, but... I remember that time that I would go to these nations around the world and many of those nations, they didn't have a telephone, those villages that I visited or maybe one phone and then you had to request a call to Europe and that would take maybe a day or several hours and then they would tell you, come back at a certain time and then we can try to connect you. And then my loved one, my wife, she had to be home at that time and and then it was so expensive to call so very quickly in a minute or two you would just express yourself, reassure them that all is well and you wanted to hear their voice. But I mean, my heart was lovesick for my wife, for my children. I missed so much when they were growing up because I was on the mission field so often and I would be gone during important moments in their life. And so I, I would feel that in my heart. I would feel that in my spirit. And of course, I was so happy with all the things that God was doing. I was so happy on the mission field with the souls that were being saved and people that were being healed. But of course, personally in my life, oh, when I would come back and lay on my bed and rest, I would think my thoughts would go to my children and to my wife and, and to the family at home. And, and I would feel that loneliness and that pain. And today, I want to speak about being lovesick, something that we should know, something that we should feel. But I'm talking about being lovesick for Jesus. You don't want to miss a moment with him. You want to be in that presence of him all the time. You want to feel that presence in you all the time. And I just want to read a scripture out of the Song of Solomon, chapter 5, verse 8. And it says, I charge you, O daughters of Jerusalem, if you find my beloved, that you tell him that I am lovesick. Oh, if you find him, somehow I lost him. I lost sight of him. I missed him somewhere. We missed each other, and now I don't know where he is. 
Do you know where he is? If you know where he is, tell me so I can find him. Or if you see him, tell him that I'm lovesick for him. And today I want to stretch out with this message to all those people that are listening to this broadcast. And somehow, because of some circumstance in your life, you have lost your contact with Jesus. You have lost your fellowship with him. And in your heart, you feel lovesick. You long for him. Oh, maybe your life is filled with so much stuff now and you have replaced that place that the Lord used to occupy with with business, with work, with fun stuff of the world, or maybe just taking care of all the things you need to take care of in life. But, But in your heart, you miss him. Oh, today he can be found. Today you can come back to your Lord, your Savior, your lover, the lover of your soul. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ, our Savior. Oh, to be near to him. That is so important because, you know, only to be near to him is to be filled with his grace, with his goodness, with his joy, with that great feeling, that great knowing that all things will be well, hallelujah. Oh, when I was thinking of this scripture, tell him that I am lovesick, I had to think back of that song we used to sing, and we still sing it every now and again. And that song is taken from a scripture, from a psalm. It's taken from Psalm 42, and maybe you have sang it in your life before, maybe you're still singing it. It says, as the deer, pants for the streams of water, so my soul pants for you. Do you remember that song? Oh, my soul pants for you, my soul longs for you. I'm thinking of that deer. Oh, maybe it's been chased by a hunter and it's been running through the forest. Oh, it's been running from here to there. Oh, and the heartbeat is so heavy in that deer that it almost pumps out of that flesh and that there is longing for that water. Oh, so we maybe have been so hunted in this world by all the things, the cares, the sorrows, and even the joys can hunt us in such a way that we are so occupied and so busy and it's filled up our time and it has taken all our energy and it's taken all our mind and our thought But yet in all of that, our spirit man feels empty, feels dry, and is yearning for Jesus. It's yearning for the love of God. It's yearning for his presence. It's yearning for that joy, for that stream of life. Oh, today is your inner man yearning, panting for the waters of life that only he can give you. Oh, hallelujah, my dear friend. During this broadcast, he wants to flow into your mind, flow into your spirit, man, and fill you and satisfy you. Hallelujah. It says, my soul, it thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night while people say to me all day long, where is your God? Oh, these things I remember as I pour out my soul of how I used to go to the house of God under the protection 
of the mighty one. And with shouts of joy and praise, I would be among the festive crowd. Oh, why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Oh, yes. Oh, today you can yet praise him. Today you can come back into the fellowship of your loved one. I like the way the message translation puts it. And I know I read that part, but I just want to read a few parts in the message translation, the message Bible. It says, I want to drink God. Yes, I don't want to have a drink from him. I want him as my substance, as the substance of what I take to me. Not just something he hands out, but I want him. Yes, I want him. You know, there are many reasons you can love your loved one and so many things they can do for you and so many things they can give to you. But what you really want is just them to be near to them, just to hold their hand, just to listen to their breathing sometimes, listen to their voice. Oh, how wonderful it is. And it says, I want to drink God, deep draughts of God. I am thirsty for God alive. I wonder, will I ever make it? Will I ever arrive and drink in God's presence again? I'm on a diet of tears. Tears for breakfast, tears for supper. All day long, people knock at my door, pestering me and saying, where is this God of yours? These are the things that I go over and over, emptying out the pockets of my life. I was always at the head of the worship crowd, right out in front, leading them all, eager to arrive and worship, shouting praises, singing thanksgiving, celebrating with all of us God's feast. Oh, is that who you used to be? But you are not like that at the moment. God knows why. Why are you down in the dumps, dear soul? Why are you crying the blues? Fix my eyes on God. Soon I'll be praising again. He puts a smile on my face. He is my God. Oh, yes. It says, why are you singing the blues? (laughs) Do you know the blues? Yeah, some people love that kind of music. But if you're always in the blues, then you're downcast. Oh, my dear friend, the closer you are to Jesus the closer the perfect calmness of heaven will be inside of you. The nearer you are to him, the fuller your heart will be with the joy and the peace and health and life and all the wonderful things that he has promised in his word. The nearer you are to him, the nearer those things will be to you. Maybe I don't know why you're not in that place anymore. Maybe you were disappointed in church. Maybe you were disappointed in your pastor or in your brother, your sister in the Lord. Maybe something happened. Maybe somebody near to you that you looked up to that was an encouragement and an example to you. 
fell and failed and sinned and now you think it's just all not real, not true anymore, that it's worthless, your faith. Maybe you have just given up on church, given up on God, given up on the good things that he has given to you. You have forgotten the good things that he has done in your life because the cares and the burdens just overwhelmed you. Or maybe you are hurting inside and you build up a wall and turned your back to the vessels that God was using to come near to you and you're not hearing his word anymore. Oh, I don't know what's going on in your life. Maybe all the gold of the world and the pleasures of life just started to pull you and they pulled you until you were living a double life until you finally gave up the things of God and went completely into the life of the world. Oh, maybe it's sickness, maybe it's something good, maybe it's something bad, but some way or the other, it has pulled you away from the Lord. And for a moment, it was okay, but now you're missing that peace, that inner peace. You're missing joy. You're missing that calmness, that rest that you finally had found after being twisted and torn in this wild world, this wild west of a world. And you didn't realize that just being near to Jesus and having Jesus near to you gave you all these blessings. Oh, my dear friend, today you can have it again. Today you can have it again. It says in Matthew chapter five, verse six, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Yes, if you hunger, if you thirst for righteousness, but let me put it another way, even in a better way, I believe for you today, if you hunger and thirst for the righteous one with a capital letter there, for him, for Jesus, if you thirst for him, oh, if you hunger for him, oh, it says in that verse that I was just reading, I just read the first part of it, but the second part has a promise in it because it says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. They will be satisfied. Another translation says, oh, my dear friend, today if you hunger and thirst, and maybe you didn't even realize it until I'm telling you this message, this word of God, you didn't realize what you were hungering for. You didn't know who you were thirsting for. But now you realize and understand it was Jesus, Jesus all along, and what you are feeling is that you are lovesick. You have had all the love of the world. You have all the joys of the world, all the cares and sorrows of the world, but it could not satisfy you. It could not bring you that peace, that joy, all that calmness of heaven. It could not do all those things because only Jesus can satisfy your heart, your inner man, your spirit man. And you didn't realize it, that it was him that you were hungering for. You see, God himself, through the Holy Spirit, put that hunger in you. God himself put that thirst in you. That's why you're blessed when you hunger and you thirst for him. Because that hunger and that thirst is something that God himself put inside of you. And that's because he wants to satisfy you. He wants to give you that thing, oh, that one 
in whom all the promises are. Do you remember the story in First Chronicles about the Ark of the Covenant? Oh, the Ark of the Covenant, they brought it into the house of Obed-Edom. Yes, the Ark of the Covenant, you know, that was that chest that the priests were carrying. It represented the presence of God. God was there. And they brought it into the house of Obed-Edom. And listen what it says. The Ark of God remained with the family of Obed-Edom in his house for three months. And listen to what it says here. And the Lord blessed his household and everything he had. First Chronicles chapter 13, verse 14. The moment that ark, the moment that presence of God came into his house, in only three months, it turned everything around for this family because blessing came, goodness came, health came, joy came, peace came, all the sickness left. They became fertile and they multiplied. All the fruit and the crops grew and grew bigger than ever before and multiplied. Blessing came. Oh, when you get that loved one, Jesus, into your soul, into your spirit, into your heart, and it just resides there, it will bring the blessing of God. It will bring you so much joy. It will give you a joy that you don't understand. Things in life are still against you. The wind is still against you. The problems are still piling up in your life. But yet, because Jesus is there, there is an unspeakable joy in your spirit. There is such peace and calmness that your family, your friends don't understand. You are going through such a trials in your life. But yet, you are an example. You are an encouragement because you have such inner peace and joy because Jesus resides there. My dear friends, oh, I remember I came to my father. I felt so dry and empty. And I said, Papa, I feel dry and empty. And you know, I expected him as a father to stand up and to put his arms around me, to hug me and kiss me, and I would cry, and he would tell me, everything's gonna be fine. That's what you wanna hear the father say. But you know, my father didn't say this and didn't do this. He looked at me, he said, it's very good you feel this way. I was in shock, I didn't understand it. I mean, he just slapped me in the face, <laughs> that's how it felt. He said, it's good you feel this way because many people never become empty that they can be filled by God. Now, go home, get on your knees, pray and ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit and you will receive. And after saying that, he went to continue with his work. Well, I just got up and I was in shock. I walked out of his office. I just, I didn't know what happened to me. I felt like, my father didn't do what a father should have done at all. But you know, I thought, why not do it? And I went home and I kneeled down and I sought the Lord and he did fill me with the Holy Spirit. Well, you know, some years later, Papa was gone. I was in India and I was going through such a difficult time there with everything that was happening and I felt empty and dry. Suddenly, the Holy Spirit reminded me of what happened in that office with my father. 
And you know, I got on my knees and I prayed to God once again and he filled me with the Holy Spirit and it was a glorious time. And I was so thankful for Papa. I couldn't tell him because he wasn't there, but he had taught me a great lesson. He pushed me out of his arms into the arms of the everlasting one because he knew that he could not always be there for me, but he knew that God would always be there for me and God will always be there for you, my dear friend, today. Oh, when you feel dry and empty and you're lovesick, go home, get on your knees and pray and you will be filled with the Holy Spirit. I want to pray for you right now, wherever you are. Oh, just stretch out your hands to the Lord as I stretch out my hands to you. And we're going to believe God to fill you once again. If you need to repent, if you have turned your back to your loved one, your first love, Jesus Christ, then come back to him today. Don't let the enemy convince you that your sin is too great and that you cannot come to him today, but say, oh God, Oh God, thank you for calling me back into your presence. Today, Lord, I want to repent because all the things that happened in my life drew me away from you. But today I want to come back to you. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord, for running away from you. And now, Lord, I pray for these people. Oh, cleanse them, but also fill them, Lord. Fill them with your Holy Spirit. Fill them with your joy, Lord. Oh, let Jesus, the lover of their soul, return back through the Holy Spirit in such a mighty way in their mind, their thoughts, their heart, their inner man, their spirit man, and let it bring, let him bring the joy, the peace, all oh, the calmness, Lord, that only he can give and he can bring. Fill them. Lord and satisfy them in the mighty mighty name of Jesus Christ I thank you for flowing through them right now with that river of peace that river of your presence Lord and for doing this miracle in Jesus name Amen Thank you for listening to this podcast Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com Also visit us at maasbach.com 